Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. I am so excited about this morning's broadcast. I have two wonderful guests going to be joining me at different times throughout the broadcast. First up is going to be Darren Chappelle. He's going to be calling in and reporting on a number of interesting things going on in the country and around the world. You'll remember that Darren uh, was part of the military and uh, made a decision to honor his conscience rather than what he was being told he had to do. And we'll get into more of that information. But I want to be careful today because we are broadcasting on uh, another platform on YouTube, and we don't want to get ourselves uh, in, in, as my friend said, the the penalty box too soon. (laughs) We're already in the penalty box on two of those uh, platforms. So Uh, We're going to be careful about how we navigate through the conversation. And then, of course, uh, up around the top of the hour, Brother Don Huddle will be with us to report on some very interesting military things that are going on as well in this country. And I'm so happy today because I had my Cheerios, literally, I had my Cheerios and the best tasting milk. Wow, straight from the cow, not homogenized, not 2%, 1%. I'm telling you, straight from the cow milk because of a very, very dear friend of ours and, and, and the family of God at New Wine Ministries, one of the best ministries, Ecclesias, that you're ever going to meet in your life. And uh, they are doing an amazing work. And we were blessed to receive actual milk in a glass jar. And I opened it this morning. And if you let it sit overnight in the refrigerator, the cream actually forms at the top. 
So you can take that off and eat, taste it. It's thick, beautiful cream. You can put that in your coffee if you want to. And uh, we was just yummy, yummy, yummy. You got to love it. Good stuff. Real milk. And you, and you feel great. I mean, the stomach doesn't have to deal with any of that homogenization or whatever else they do to that stuff. And uh, the milk today. And, man, eating healthy is good. And I love it so very, very much. So uh, we're getting ready to get on the air right now. Brother Darren Chappelle is with me. I'm going to get everything ready to make sure that we are ready to roll here this morning as I'm waiting for some people to get us, uh, join us on the air. Kevin Hauger is with us. Kevin, I've got uh, YouTube going. I've got it going. YouTube on New Wine Ministry 2022 is what it is. New Wine Ministry 2022. Um, and I want to thank Kevin for opening that door for us. God bless him. Uh, make sure, Kevin, that we're out there doing that, okay? And so, Melissa Fletcher, Pastor Melissa, how are you? Been seeing the little uh, beautiful pictures of your family, your son, the birthday, how he's, while he's in uh, restoration process right now, he's hunting. Was that a turkey that he shot in that picture? Man, whatever that was, it was huge. Did you guys eat that? What do you do with that turkey? It's a big question. All right, so anyways, Pastor Melissa, Chad, great to have you with us uh, on the broadcast today. Just waiting for a few more people to join into the broadcast as I get ready to bring in Darren Chappelle. Darren's going to tell us where he's from, what he's doing. He has been with us uh, several months ago, probably going back to last summer, um, I think is the last time we talked with him, maybe into the, the late fall. Uh, yes, so Melissa says, yes, a big turkey. Yes, he cooked it up for us. Delicious, really. So was that, that would be a wild turkey. He cooked it up. You guys ate it, and it was delicious. Absolutely amazing. No processing at the processing plant. That's really amazing. All right, so that's really good stuff, really good stuff. So here we are. It's Friday. we got a great broadcast ready to go. Let me go ahead and begin to bring in my special guest this morning, uh, Darren Chappelle. He should be with us right now coming on live. And uh, Darren, Darren's got a lot going on in his life. Uh, he's in uh, certain kind of uh, uh, businesses that he's doing, and I think he's going to be very helpful. If you know somebody that's looking for, um, you know, direction in uh, areas of finance, I believe Darren uh, touches in on that as well. And uh, we're going to get into that. But he's got some good insight to what's happening in our nation as well. So Darren, when you hear me, just call into the number 818-369-0326, and remember to press 1 on your dial pad. We're going to bring you right into the broadcast. And I'm still waiting for some folks to, you know, jump in on the uh, YouTube channel. So without further ado, we're going to have to just let it take its course. Let me bring in Brother Darren Chappelle right now, all the way from Darren. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice. Likewise. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. It's been quite a season. So uh, tell everybody where you're calling in from if you'd like. And uh, just uh, let's have a little conversation about what's going on in our wonderful world today. Yeah, I am in North Carolina. Um, and pretty much I think since the last broadcast um, that I had with you, I actually started a master's degree program, and that's kind of why I've been so busy. So I'm actually pursuing a master's in finance. Um, so I've finished three classes now um, with pretty much 
98% percentile in my classes. So I've been doing pretty good in, in those. And I have seven classes left to finish my master's. So that's kind of what's been keeping me busy. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a so pretty good class so far. Yeah, very good. So a master's degree, that's like a seven-year uh, a gig, isn't it? No, no. Master's degree is 10 classes, oh. but I'm going to Liberty, Liberty University, so they have eight-week sessions. So it's oh, 10 nice. classes. I'll finish up in spring of 2023. So Liberty, is that, uh, that is um, Jerry Falwell's college, isn't it? His university? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just talked school. to you. Right. Uh, we have two young ladies in our fellowship, uh, daughters of one of our best friends, who are both going to Liberty. So I just heard you say that again. So praise God. God is good. So a master's de- degree in finance. Now, why don't we just jump into it right there? Um, you know, people <laughs> around the world are wanting to know what's going on in the economy of America, financial markets. Um, you know, are we going to a digital currency? If so, how do you work that? So why don't we just move into your expertise, what you love to do, and uh, why don't we launch right there. Tell us about what you're learning in the, in the economy, the markets, and uh, all of this different thing concerning finance. Yeah. Um, so I've been trading the markets for almost 16 years now. I have a company called Invest for Life, and I think you've sent out the link before, uh, but it's investforlife.com. But over the years um, – Again, from my purview, from my uh, experience, kind of monitoring things, I do think we are going to a recession. Uh, all the economic indicators are flashing that we're going into a recession. We currently have a high inflationary environment with uh, rates rising. The Federal Reserve, the FOMC, has indicated that they're going to raise rates about seven times this year. They've already done it twice. They did it in the March meeting. They did it in the May meeting where they raised the um, 0.50 basis points, they call it. And so what this really reflects to is the 10-year bond market. So typically when someone goes, goes to get a mortgage loan, they would see those rates rise based on the 10-year bond or the treasury bond market. So this rate will increase those rates. Uh, so if you wanted to get a home loan, it might cost you 5% or 6%. And that's going to gradually increase as the Federal Reserve will raise rates. Their goal is ultimately to bring down inflation, but the problem is they're behind, they're behind the cuff on this. So we're probably going to go into recession, which that means job losses, more economic you know, constraints to people. Supply chain issues have not resolved. Uh, I think those are manufactured. So you're going to start seeing more issues there. Diesel fuel costs are going higher. That's going to put pressure on truckers from delivering cost of goods because in America, we're in a just-in-time inventory. So a just-in-time inventory means that there's a three-day supply. So if truckers can't get to you or airlines can't travel or there's issues in China, as you're seeing from the COVID stuff, all those will impact the economy overall. And so that's kind of where we are in the state of the economy. And where do you see things going? I mean, so you see things going into deeper recession, and how far do you see that going, and what's behind it? I mean, uh, do we just blame this on, you know, what happened in 2020, or, you know, where, where do, what is the, the purpose behind it from your perspective? <laughs> well, it would be nice to blame, you know, Putin, yeah. blame Ukraine, and, and blame all these, uh, you know, macro factors, but the reality is it's spending, um, you know, 
Trump spent a lot from um, COVID. Biden has spent a lot from COVID. And that just collective expenditures that really is a wasteful, wasteful use of dollars is catching up to us. You know, we have over, I think, $25 trillion in debt, which is about 150% um, GDP, which means that you're paying a lot more debt than you are receiving revenue coming in. And so that's just going to have a, a net effect on the economy. You can't avoid it. The economy, or from a market standpoint, we're already down. The NASDAQ is down 28% from its highs. The S&P just hit 20% yesterday. The Dow is about 23%. So we're technically in a bear market by economic metrics. I do see it going down a lot more into June and July and probably in August before we start seeing a bottom uh, in the markets. And again, that's that's typical with the historical you know, year ends in two. We typically have a bear market in the year ends in two, but there's just so many factors. I mean, as you're seeing, and you know, some of your prior guests, I listened to Jeff yesterday talking about the COVID stuff. Um, you know, just all those all those factors are just kind of coming to light. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I think about going to war, when I think about $25 trillion of debt, I get this imagery, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. I don't know, but when somebody owed you a lot of money and you went to collect it and they were stronger than you, uh, they said, we're not paying you, and if need be, we'll go to war. Um, is, is that possibly what's kind of fueling the fire in all these different areas and maybe even uh, luring China into this with Taiwan and, you know, this whole stirring thing? Is it really possible that follow the money, that the love of money is the root of all evil and having to pay such a large debt? I mean, how do you do that? How do you pay $25 trillion and when, you're, when the person you owe it to is starting to, you know, call it in? And we heard that the American people were the most, we are the most consumer nation in the world is what I heard years ago. I'm not an expert. I don't know, but sure does seem like Americans like to buy a lot of stuff, but is, uh, you know, does that war play into this debt? Well, there's, there's no question that in, in history, you know, his, historically speaking, wars has wars have always spurred, economic growth. I mean, that's from World War One, World War II, this, there's a historical bias behind that. But you have to kind of look at the bigger picture, right? And we've talked about this in the past, you know, the manifestation of, of certain evils and the manifestation of certain uh, conspiracies, right? Like if you follow the, the WEF, the Worldwide Economic Forum, you know, which is headed by Klaus, uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember his last name, but first name is Klaus. Yeah. Uh, Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Um, and they do have an agenda which is called uh, the UN, gosh, I want to say it's UN30. There's, there's a UN agenda that's supposed to take place in 2030. 2030, which right. Is, right, that they're all, they're all kind of going for, and all nations are on board. Uh, it's basically a global reset. And so, you know, what does a global reset mean? Global reset means that it's basically a, a resetting of the financial markets, a resetting of, you know, how we live. You know, you touched on the, global, the digital currency. Uh, the Federal Reserve has already been tasked with an executive order by Biden to pursue what a digital currency looks like. Um, the Federal Reserve has basically said that they have everything in place. It's just, you know, they just need to pull the trigger. Uh, so I do see that coming in the next one to two years, possibly. They've already laid the, the groundwork for that. Um, and that would just mean that everything would go to a digital-based currency. If you think about your bank accounts now being digital, 
everything will be digital. So there won't be any fiat currency that's in the marketplace. So it'll all be digital. And that does lead itself to more control, you know, then we touch on the COVID stuff where there's that control aspect. Um, and so everything, you know, again, aligning with scripture, you know, the mark of the beast, it's setting in, you know, those raw materials, right. To set that plan in motion. And so I do think there is an overall bigger agenda at play because every nation is in sync. If you look across the board, every nation is, you know, burdened with debt, burdened with the same supply chain issues. It's like this coordinated effort that you've never seen before. It's very strange. Yeah, and I was told that that 2030 agenda was being fast-forwarded and accelerated, that they want to get that sooner than then. Uh, and this just came out a couple of weeks ago. I think Pastor Jeff Bass brought it up uh, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, there's an acceleration to bring 2030 into the right now. And um, something by 2025, where there'd be a, a reduction of world, you know, they're striving for, you know, a reduction of the population of the planet. So you have these major, right. you know, biblical issues going on here with all this. And are they going to, do you see that happening through this recession with starvation and famine? Uh, how does that play into what you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you look at, again, across the board, supply chain issues, you know, there's a, a baby shortage, you know, a baby uh, food shortage Four going months. on. Mm-hmm. And just ironically enough, Bill Gates comes out yesterday with this artificial, you know, breast milk formula that his company just happens to own, right? Um, wow. He's also the biggest landowner in America, you know, and he's always been, you know, pushing no meat. So, you know, people like Bill Gates and people who have that control, um, you know, you got to follow those kind of, you know, people and, and what are they doing, you know, and how does it align with what's going on? How does it align with scripture and try to, you know, make the best of the information. I mean, obviously we're, we're grasping at what is what, right. But we're trying to put the pieces together. And again, from a finance background, I put all the statistics and all the probabilities together and, you know, formulate an outcome. Um, is it right all the time? No, but you try to, you try to put the pieces together as best you can. So would you say potentially right now that uh, the potential that this um, digital currency that you just mentioned becomes a, a, a global reality in the very near future in a couple of years? Are you, are you seeing that potential and are you uh, hoping that doesn't happen or is there a way to, uh, I've got a friend that talks about Bitcoin and other uh, situations like that that are away from the IRS. They're away from any control of government. Uh, there's a way to do transactions and, and business uh, without that. And yet the government knows this and they're trying to get oversight in that area as well. Uh, how do you see that happening? Do you see this potentially collapsing currencies around the world going fully digital in the next couple of years or sooner? The digital is pretty much a foregone conclusion. It, it will happen. Um, it will happen. Already, it will happen. I mean, China's already on a digital yawn. Um, it, it's already kind of, like I said, the, the infrastructure's there. The policies are already in place. Regulations already being put together. Um, it's really just a matter of them just making the decision, which I do think will probably be one to two years. I do have an article that I posted on my website as well on digital currency. Um, again, it's it's going to be part of our life. Um, you won't be able to fight it. Um, it's just you know you, you take the information. How do you navigate with it, right? How do you how do you navigate the storms? Because from all from all intents and purposes, people will have the same mode of operation, right? You'll still be able to go to the store, use your credit cards, but there'll be that more of that control aspect. So it'll lend itself into the control. Like if, 
hey, if you don't get your vaccine, we're going to cut off your payment. And you see this mm-hmm. evidence in mm-hmm. what, what Canada did during the truckers. You know, some of those truckers were receiving Bitcoin. They were able to go in to actually freeze their accounts. Um, you look at Russia. Russia invaded Ukraine. What did they do? They go in there and they froze all the, the high-level accounts. So Bitcoin, as this digital currency rolls out, Bitcoin will probably lose value uh, because they won't want to compete with Bitcoin. And they will force enough regulation and to where that's just not a viable, you know, investment. Okay, so today I have cash in my pocket. I have a, uh, I live in a society where I could go and buy something with my cash. It's on me. Nobody could come and take it from me. They could try to rob me violently for it or forcibly. But, you know, I have my cash. In the days ahead where you do not possess your cash except for on a computer or in some digital uh, world, um, what do you do to – how do you move upon, from your perspective, how do you move upon this earth uh, without allowing yourself to get into a snare of that biblical you cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast thing? I mean, obviously, if it got to that point where there is the chaos um, that you're referring to, you know, where you can't buy and sell, obviously, there would be another market like a black market such as bartering. Uh, but what do you barter with, right? So that's right. why I've always been a big proponent of gold and silver, because uh, gold and silver is one of those, you know, assets that transcends time. You know, it's it's been used for barter, it's been used for currency, you know, since the dawn of of currency based um, assets. So you know, if you can afford gold or silver, you know, it's always recommended to have some on on hand, just for that. Again, that that scenario. You know, scripture scripture says it's going to happen, so it will happen. You know, the question is when will it happen? And so, if it got to that point where there is the you can't buy or sell, obviously there would be pandemic, there would be chaos, and you'd have to find those means to be able to get goods and services. You know, if you need your car work on, or if you need food, you know, obviously you can go to your neighbor and try to barter in some capacity, right? Yeah, and I think you were just saying a few moments ago that we're on a uh, just-in-time. Uh, system where we have about a three-day supply of everything we need, whether it's gasoline, whether it's oil, whether it's a a car payment, whether it's a mortgage payment, whether it's food in the cupboard. You know, in general, we're on this three-day supply. So would it be wisdom to apply hard cash or, you know, finances that people have available right now to get what we would call a hard asset? And is it a hard asset to get, you know, uh, an extra battery, um, extra gasoline in a tank, um, <clears throat> you know, bags of sugar to barter with down the road. Uh, is that something that, you know, plays into this scenario that has wisdom connected to it? Yeah, I mean, you can prepare to some degree. I mean, obviously, you know, batteries, gasoline, you might obviously have a shelf life. Uh, so there's a storage issue that you have to deal with some of those supplies. You know, even food, to some degree, you have to have a, a mechanism to preserve the food, you know, like, like a silicon pack, for instance, right? If you're, if you're buying storing grains, you have to have a silicon pack to, to absorb the moisture. Gasoline, again, gasoline could have water in it, so that will rust out your tank. So there's always, you know, you can prepare, but you also have to preserve your storage capacity as well. Um, I, like I do recommend getting a food supply, and I think um, Pastor Jeff talked on it yesterday's show where, and then I can send you the the imagery, there's probably about 15 different warehouses that have mysteriously caught on fire or planes have crashed into um, that do house food, food distribution supplies. 
Um, so again, it's there's no higher, you know, ironclad conspiracy theory yet, but there's definitely some nefarious, like hmm. what's really going on? Why are why are 15 to 20 different distribution centers being burnt up um, mysteriously? Right. So, and again, what are we going to? You know, if you follow the chain of events, you know, with Bill Gates owning all the food um, supplies, the, the the farmland you know, kind of that progression model of where are we going to? And so you're, you're starting to see it. You're starting to see those birthing pains. As you talked about yesterday, the, you know, the kind of the increased frequency of events. So you just have to kind of be prepared, you know, a six-month food supply, you know, obviously the common sense things that we've talked about in the past, to so just be prepared. Again, you prepare for things that possibly could happen, but you don't get so inundated by, by being so fearful about it either. You just kind of have that Correct. calmness, calmness of spirit to know that you have some preparation. I mean, obviously if you're, if it's all pan, you know, pan normal, you know, chaos going on in the world, you're obviously going to have gangs of thugs going around trying to break in and, and you have to deal with crime as well. So there's so many factors there when you talk about prepping, for instance, right? You have to be yeah. very prag- pragmatic about it. Yeah. And that's why I'm an advocate of communities, especially, you know, people that go to church together all the time. I mean, what better community to have than people you worship with and fellowship with uh, where they could get, you know, land together and they could have a bug out place to go if you know what I mean. Uh, But I also believe I believe that there is coming a biblical transfer of wealth when Israel was leaving Egypt and going into the wilderness there was a massive transfer of wealth to them to bring that supply to where they were going. Now, they really blew it because they took all their wealth and they built a golden calf, for goodness sake, uh, prayed to God that we're not going to. But the Bible says in the last days there will be a people going into the wilderness. And I imagine that there is going to be a transfer of wealth so that people can get ahead of this uh, storm that is coming, so to speak. They can get themselves positioned and I think what you're doing has something to do with that. Can you speak into that just a little bit? What are you actually doing to help people uh, to increase their wealth so that they can get ahead and prepare perhaps in uh, different ways? Yeah, so, I mean, again, this goes back to the global reset, right? You know, the global reset is is kind of what you're saying. It's the transfer of wealth where there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be broke, you know, and struggle financially. And that lends itself to more control by the government, right? You know, they can control you and you would demand, you know, the government take care of you. And that's just a byproduct of human nature. Uh, so what I did a couple of years ago or a few years ago now is I formed a mentorship group uh, program. Uh, and so my goal was always to help people learn how to invest or how to pe- learn to help people learn how to trade the market, invest in the market, just be more aware of things financial. And so I put together these uh, videos. And I have, you know, blogs and posts that I kind of comment on just, again, help people navigate uh, the investment world. Um, and that's kind of what my goal was, just, you know, help people kind of just be more aware of what's going on and be more financially astute. Okay, so if somebody has uh, a little bit and they want to take their little bit and they want to increase it, you can show them some basic steps they could take uh, prayerfully and uh, just navigate them into a little a little bit greater wealth than they have yeah that's the goal i mean i, I teach them the tools you know as, as scripture says you, you give a man a fish yeah you know, <laughs> teach, teach him how to how to fish basically yeah right 
and that's what you're doing. So people need to be aware of your class, and I've got your uh, website up here. Um, it is investforlife.com. So if somebody wants to contact you, Darren, about, you know, they're, they're wondering, I, I see the storm coming. I know that I may not have cash. I may not have tangible assets available. Here's what I, what can I do to increase that while I can so I can have a transfer of wealth come in my direction of whatever sort that may be so that I can further prepare calmly uh, and in faith, believing that this is coming, um, just as Noah had faith to believe that what God said was true, it is coming. You better build the ark. And so as they're preparing, um, they just go to invest for life and that's how they contact you. Is that correct? Yeah, it's actually investforlife.us. Uh, I put a link in the comment section. Okay. So, uh, let me get that back out there. Then I want to clean that up just a little bit. So it's investforlife.us. Yep. Okay, so let me get that up there. The dot, the dot com domain was taken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dot US. All right, very good. Now I'll put it out there and get it right. Investforlife.us. So uh, speaking financially on financial terms, thank God for people like Darren Chappelle that can have a conversation with us. I know you're very successful at what you've been doing for 16 years. And uh, God bless you for wanting to help people that um, – Maybe their whole life never thought they could really navigate this way, and we're living from paycheck to paycheck. So maybe there is something that, uh, thank God, is available to them, and I believe there is. So let's move on into some other topic, if you would like to. What else would you like? In just about uh, about 30 minutes, I'm going to have Don Huddle join us on the air. Uh, he's going to talk about some military things that are going on, high alert right now. Uh, what are you feeling? Because you were in the military as well. Uh, you may want to tell your story about uh, some decisions you've made and how that's working out for you. Sure. Um, yeah, I served eight years in the Marine Corps and currently been in the U.S. Uh, Air National Guard for seven years now. So I have 16 years total. Um, but during COVID, obviously, they were pushing the COVID vaccine you know, to the military folks. And in our particular unit that I'm in, we had about 200 people. And out of those 200 people, 50 of us stood up and said, no, we're not going to get the shot. And they ended up doing what's called a frag order, which means that on a drill weekend, we came in and they said, you got to get the shot tomorrow. Otherwise, you have to have a uh, exemption process put in place. So out of those 50, about 30 to 40 of them got their shot <laughs> because they don't have an exemption. So they kind of did a, did a Hail Mary, basically. Um, and so I was one of the 10 remaining. And so I put in a uh, medical exemption and a religious exemption. And, you know, you know me, I, I do my due diligence, I research law, I, I research case law, I research, you know, policy. And so I had, in my medical exemption, I had all the DOD policy um, to a T. I mean, they couldn't argue because I was going with the law. And with the religious exemption, those are actually still pending. They gave me a temporary medical exemption, um, but the religious exemptions for us are still pending. Um, and I think the reason is because they just can't get around the law, but they are going to probably end up kicking us out. I mean, my, my, I didn't get promoted, so they definitely have retaliated against me. Uh, so I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get out. Um, they did tell me that, um, what they would do is they, if you refuse the orders, meaning that your medical was done and your religious was done, they would give you the order. If you refuse the order, they would give you what's called a letter of reprimand. And in that process, you have 45 days to respond to the letter. 
and they said that in those 45 days you could voluntarily separate, meaning that you could just say you want out, you know, no harm, no foul, you don't you don't get any benefits. And if you wanted to fight it, then it would go to a letter counseling. And I may have the LLC or LOR backwards, maybe. Um, but the next step would be getting a general to sign off on it, and that would put you at risk of getting a dishonorable discharge if you wanted to fight it. So hmm. they are basically they are basically trying to remove anyone who's not going to get the shot. And, and I anticipated that, but I, like you said, I'm standing for my convictions. I'm standing for my health. Um, and, you know, it's my body, my choice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, right. So this is a measure of, this is kind of a, a light measure or a strong measure. It depends on how, you know, one is doing a persecution for standing for what you believe. Is that correct? It's totally correct. I mean, there's some guys that are probably worse off than me. I mean, I, I'm a disabled veteran, so I get benefits through that. Um, but some guys are like have 19 plus years that are close to retirement that they would risk losing it all. And so there's that pressure. Um, so suicide rates have been increasing in the military. Um, and actually, there was a whistleblower that came out with a lot of information. You know, again, you, you're trying to post on YouTube, so I got to be careful what I say. But um, there's, there's, there's some data out there that's coming, you know, more to light of some of the side effects, I guess I'll say. Um, and someone can do their research on that. But yeah, I mean, every, every person has to make their own convictions. I wanted to stand by the law and my own personal beliefs and, you know, you're getting retaliated against. Yeah. You've got uh, some friends in the chat room right now saying stand firm. And, and that's what it's all about is people taking a stand and not being pushed, bullied, persuaded, manipulated, uh, put into fear uh, because that is just massive, terrible control. So mild persecution for standing what you believe. That's a right in this country. It should be a right for human beings all over the world. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I knew this was going to happen when they started telling everybody, you've got to wear a seatbelt and don't kill the baby whales. And yet they were mm -hmm. murdering little babies everywhere. You know, it was just such hypocrisy. Um, okay, so uh, tough issue. You're standing your ground. You have a business. Um, you see these things coming down the pike. What else do you see? What else would you like to share from your heart uh, with our listeners today that can educate us and um, kind of enlighten us to what uh, we should be aware of? Um, I guess the takeaway would be just being aware of things, right? Like I, I, I do scrub most news sites. You know, I, I don't just listen to Fox. I don't just listen to MSNBC or CNN. I, I listen to them all. I watch them all. I I try to track what's going on and I kind of apply a biblical overview to that and, and how does the line with scripture. Um, if you have a scripture focus or a kingdom focus, and that's what I love about Liberty University is that they're, they're God focused. You know, so every paper I wrote had verses that you had to support. You did faith integration projects. So I love that about the, the university. Um, but overall, I think people just need to have a kingdom focus. You know, what is first and foremost, what does God say? You know, what, how do we apply God measures to society? Um, and so it's being aware, you know, it's being aware of the food shortages that are coming. It's being aware of the digital currency aspects that are coming. Um, you know, if you're a new mother, you know, being aware that, you know, there's going to be food shortages on, on baby formulas and stuff. So how do you prepare for that? Um, knowing the players, you know, knowing the agendas, obviously the governments of the world have their agendas in place as individual citizens, you know, we can vote, but, um, obviously, if you watched the 2000 Meals, you know how that turned out, uh, that documentary on the election. But um, 
you know, you, you can only do so much as a citizen. So you have to prepare as best you can. You know, like you said, you have a community of believers that, you know, you have the kind of a protection model there. And that's a, a good thing to have. Uh, individually speaking, it's it's being aware of uh, doctors. And this is something I just learned about yesterday is that um, the, um, the film or the chemicals they use for x-ray machines, the dye, there's actually a shortage of that um, material. So doctors are now starting to put a limit on your x-rays, your MRIs. So if you do have like a heart attack or some major issue, you may not be able to get an x-ray. Um, and so you got to be aware of those things as well. Uh, there's going to be doctor shortages and nurse shortages coming up. Um, I think, frankly, because they're just getting burnt out. But you just have to kind of be aware, you know, in your own individual world, how do you prepare? Like for me, I have a six-month food supply. I have, I have grains. I have wheat. I have things that I can store well, store easy. Um, if you ever learned how to do um, sprouting, sprouting is very easy where you take beans and you add a little bit of water and, and it's more flavorful and more nutritious than a salad. So you'd be smart about your food storage because you don't want this huge kind of stockpile of food that you can't really do anything with or you can't move around easily. So you've got to be very pragmatic about your supply and your, and your preparations, I will. Like I don't go out and I don't build bunker systems. You know, I have weapons. I know how to use weapons. I have, you know, hard assets that I can use to barter. I have awareness. I'm still, but I'm not quitting life, right? I'm, 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 not, I'm not stopping living. I'm still getting the master's degree. I'm still pursuing things and, and still be a you know, participating person in the society, right? So you can't just kind of put your head in the sand and say, woe is me. You know, God, God says, you know, press on, keep going. And you have to prepare. You know, you just have to just be aware of what's, what's going to occur. I mean, if you read Revelations, you'll know it's not going to be pretty for anybody. So you got to just be prepared as best you can. You hope, you know, God's giving you the wisdom to prepare. You know, it's voices like yours, voices like mine that help people at least give them another way of thinking about things, um, another, you know, other approaches to consider. And so that's what I would just say as a takeaway is just, you know, just be observant. Yeah, when you talk about voices, I heard a voice last night. Um, Jonathan Kahn uh, just released a movie, and it's basically mm-hmm. a documentary about the Harbingers and his books that he's written. Uh, an interesting thing, he was standing by the Statue of Liberty in Liberty Park um, in, in New Jersey, and I was born and raised in Jersey City, New Jersey, which looked right across the Hudson at New York and Manhattan and uh, the Twin Towers when they were there, now Freedom Tower. And so he came out with a message last night, and it was very powerful. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that has put things together the way that he has put things together and uh, it was a very powerful, we, we knew a lot of it. We had read it in the first book. We saw how things connected. There were a few extra things that he was bringing out. Um, and it all boiled down to this one thing. You know, it's going to go one way or the other. Either this next global labor pain, um, which is going to manifest and it's going to shake the earth, shift the earth, as my brother uh, Jeff said yesterday, um, and shake the earth. So, Either that's going to happen or the whole thing rallied around, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and confess their, turn away from their evil ways and, uh, you know, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and uh, and heal their land. And, you you, you know, at that moment, at the end of it, well, that was the, the hope. There was nothing else to really do from his perspective. There was nothing, you know, you know, I can do this. I can do. The only answer was a humility, a brokenness of the nation. And you 
step back and you look at that and, you, and, and the thought was, gosh, that really was dampered. That really didn't even mm-hmm. seem to be a plausible reality at this point. Uh, did you happen to see that Harbinger movie? I've seen the first one, uh, so I'm, I'm aware of it, and I'm aware of his second um, components. But, I'm, you know, kind of on your same point is, you know, Roe versus Wade. I mean, that is a, yeah. a topic that, that could rattle the nation um, because it's such an emotional um, – and the funny thing is, is he actually read the law and what the opinion was. It was basically uh, Alita was essentially just saying that he was going to give power to the states, which is what the Constitution actually reads if you, if you follow Correct. the Constitution. It's just giving the power back to the states to make the decision, which means that if you're a supporter of abortion, you would just – you could just go to a different state. I mean, that's all they are really trying to do. Um, but it's such an emotional topic that that could be the one that rattles rattles the nation um, just from the divide. I mean, we're already a divided nation politically, but, you know, that's just more of a, an emotional uh, drawn. You know, you can see it. I mean, you can see that our blessing has been removed from, you know, the nation. Um, you know, God does appoint our, our rulers, so you have to kind of be careful of criticizing the administration too much because God does appoint our rulers, but at the same time, if the ruler goes against God, which you know every policy seems to be against God, then you have to also make some wisdom choices there as well. Um, and so, again, it's kind of being aware, right? It's being aware of what's going on in the nation. Uh, but Roe versus Wade will probably could be that catalyst. And I and I do think there is still going to be more of the COVID stuff coming after the election. I, mean, I hate to say that that is that has that plan, but everything that's occurring. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 48 years old. You're you're older than I am, but you know, it's you see what's going on in this world in the past two years. It just can't be anything but a planned event because it's just so, you know, crippling that it's just. I mean, you can if you follow the politics, for instance, you know, American people are are playing right. You know, there's so many woes out there, but the administration is really just turning their back. And all that tells me is they kind of know what's coming or it's going to be worse. They really just don't care or they're part of this plan that, you know, it's orchestrated. And so I do think there's some, you know, again, personally, that's my, my opinion. I do think there's some orchestration going on. And, and that's based on following the WEF, kind of just being aware of what's going on and just, again, putting logic to it. I may be wrong, but that's just, again, from my, my purview of what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's very interesting uh, talking about Roe versus Wade again. Um, you know, weeks before that whole issue became, uh, you know, the leak came, before the leak came, um, that was not a thought in the mind anywhere, but there, the, the Spirit of God was talking prophetically about a coming labor pain, that uh, the last phase of contractions has ended, there's a pause in the pangs, and now there's coming a massive, and that's the only way to describe what the Spirit of God was saying, a massive labor pain that's going to have aftershocks. It's going to be a multiple, um, you know, contractions following. And then while God's saying that, then all of a sudden this leak, Roe versus Wade, and suddenly we're right back where we were in 2020. That was over the election. This is over this law. You got, ba- you know, women on the steps of New York with babies tied around their neck, ripping them to shred, kill my mm-hmm. baby, kill, you know, this insanity uh, and I believe mm-hmm. it's a demonic frenzy right now. Speaking of that, please. I lost your voice, yeah. by the way. Okay. Did you lose me? Am I not there? Yeah. I hear you now. 
Okay, very good. So I'm just saying all this, you know, this insanity, this demonic frenzy that's going on in that issue and how the connection is, you know, this, um, this massive labor pain, and it's actually connected to an abortion issue uh, because God right. is a God of exact measures, right? And um, tell me a little bit, and if you don't mind, Darren, if you don't mind, um, some people did not see 2,000 mules. I didn't see it. Uh, you're saying that uh, Dinesh Souza, I believe is the right name, that he uh, created this film and did a massive exposure on the fraud that was committed during the election. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, but before I get into that, it popped yeah. in my head this verse, and I, want, I just wanted to read it. Micah 6, 8 popped into my head as we were talking. I want to read it. It says, he, he has told you, humanity, what is good and what Adonai is seeking from you only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Mm. So I don't know why that popped in my head. I don't know if it's beneficial to someone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what it's going to require to turn things away. And like uh, Jonathan said in his movie last night, you know, if uh, if my people who call my name will humble themselves and pray, and this nation is anything but humble. It is the most Mm. arrogant, uh, you know, and, and proud nation and the leaders and the people involved and the people that have the money. And they just don't realize that there's just a moment at the door uh, waiting for expression. So, all right. So exactly. what else do we, yeah. So yeah. please so, proceed. Yeah, so the two, the two, yeah. Sorry. The 2000 meals. So it's a documentary by, uh, I can never pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> the Nest, Dinesh Souza. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, three, three times fast. Um, but anyway, 2000 meals, he, he's a good, he's an excellent researcher. Um, and again, going to my master's degree program, you know, I, I'm kind of in that same studying empirical data and, you know, kind of getting into the hypothesis and, and the methodologies. And so I, I really appreciate his drive to gather the facts and the data. He was working with a gentleman who has been working on election, um, fraud and, Intel for over 40 years. And this organization basically uh, leveraged technology um, to basically come up with some pretty compelling evidence, uh, which is, I think, is irrefutable. Um, but basically, when you use your cell phone, uh, essentially you're geotracked. Every application you load on your phone has data that tracks you. The CDC just came out recently saying that they were able to track movements, um, you know, if anyone followed the COVID rules, uh, they announced that they were able to track that information. So there's no question that they are tracking everything you do on your phone. Every app, application you download has geo-tracking um, that tracks your movements, tracks what you do, and, and these companies would sell that data to third parties. So this company bought the data. They bought over, you know, peta, peta data. I mean, it's it's trillions and trillions upon information of data that they are able to track uh, movements of certain people. So they put in a, they put in a couple different criteria that were so high that that you know the people that matched it there's no irrefutable question that it was legit. And they ended up tracking these 2,000 meals or 2,000 people that were going around to multiple drop boxes because if you remember during election, COVID allowed people to uh, do mail-in ballots. And the way mail-in ballots work is the envelope itself contain contain a signature, but once you ripped off that envelope, the ballot was just the ballot, and that's what was counted. So once they tossed away the envelope, it didn't matter. They just counted the ballot. Um, and so they had 2,000 people, 2,000 meals, they call them, and they used the term meal based on 
drug cartels where they would carry drugs across the border. So they use the term mule. Um, but 2,000 people they tracked just in all the major cities in every state that dropped off multiple ballots in multiple drop boxes and picked up from different locations. So it was no question it was an organized event. And what they deduced, and they have video surveillance on these people to back up the geotracking. And what they deduced is that Trump would have won in a landslide. And this is just based on small amount of data. If they would have went across the whole nation, across different cities, they would have had a, a bigger tracking. So I highly encourage people to watch it just to be aware. Again, the election's over. It's two years past. But there's no question that the DOJ, the law enforcement, should pick this up and go after the people that did do the multiple drop boxes. They should be prosecuted. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. So that's available, I know, on Rumble, I believe it is, and probably it should come out in the movie theaters. Wouldn't that be a trip? Um, I don't know. It's a little bit controversial. So, yeah, very, very good information, um, and there's a lot out there, and you sit, you sit back and you wonder, okay, what do I do with this? I mean, they cheated. You know, where's the justice in that? And there seems to be no justice, and the people just labor under that lack of justice, hoping that somebody will do something. And for me, for my house, we're saying, Lord, this is in your hands. You're going to have to do this. And the only thing that we can see is God moving sovereignly by his spirit, waiting for 50 years uh, for people to turn away and stop doing what they're doing. This Chronicle, Second Chronicles 7.14, I heard them preaching about that in the 1980s, the 1970s, 1990s, mm-hmm. you know, radio project, you know, it's my people. And, and, and it, my people just never did, <clears throat> just never, ever did. Right. So it looks I mean, like I just got whacked on the, on the, let's see what happened here. What is this? Okay. So <clears throat> anyways, yeah, Darren, a yeah, final yeah, word can't... before. Oh, you got to go? No, no, no. Go ahead. You're up. You're up. Oh, oh. I was going to say, um, yeah, I mean, God, God appoints the rulers, and yeah, there's, there's evidence, um, but as you see, they're, you know, spin masters, I'll call them, <laughs> you know, where you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, you know, you're part of the, the mega crowd, I mean, it's, it's the twist and deny, but again, as an individual, what can you do? You know, you, you hold firm to God, you know, that God's in control of it all, you, you put your trust mm-hmm. in God, um, but you have, to, you have to be aware. You have to be aware of what's going on in society, um, how they're twisting things around, how they're they're basically using a lot of these things as litmus test. You know, how do we control people? How do we how do we use the data? You know, we put on an event, we see how people react. They they can track our our human behaviors to a T. They know exactly how we're going to respond to a certain circumstance. They've done the metrics. They have the data, um, so they know that if they put out a certain event, they know how we're going to respond. That's why I've said before with gun control, they can easily take guns away because they already know how you're going to respond, you know, with COVID. I mean, how many people, you know, stood up against mask mandates that were not effective, you know, so they have those metrics to know how we're going to respond. And so you really just have to, you know, as Micah says in the book of Micah, you just have to, you have to walk firm with God. You have to, you know, make that your, your rock. Otherwise you are going to be kind of thrown to the wolves, as they say. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that uh, states like Arkansas, maybe Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, will begin to secede uh, from the federal government and form their own alliances and do their own trade. I know that sounds radical, but, you know, Jesus warned of a time in Luke chapter 21. He said, you know, there's a snare coming on the earth, and if you're not careful, you will get caught in the snare and not escape. 
And uh, it's always in the context of come out of her, my people, be separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, uh, flee Babylon, come out of the midst of her. Uh, there's this call in scripture for people to leave, but we're so comfortable and at ease because everything works to our benefit so well, but it is the proverbial frog in the boiling pot, right? And so right. people need to, yeah, they need to be led by the spirit. Please go ahead. Yeah, no, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, we are, we are essentially are the, are the frog. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're slowly being boiled, but no, I mean, it's, it's everything we talk about. It's, it's, you just have to stand firm. Um, Amen. And man, and a lot of people are saying to you, Darren, stand firm in what you're going through. Eight years, a Marine serving in the United States Marine Corps, another eight years involved in National Guard and whatever else you've been doing, and you're just simply making a decision from your own conscience. But, you know, I guess the military power, especially in the Marine Corps, they, they, they really believe they do own you. Isn't that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they, uh, the moment you kind of sign up, they say, you know, like, <laughs> if we wanted to have a wife, we'd issue you one, you know, kind of mindset. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> they do control you. And I, and I get it. I mean, when I was younger, when I was 19, you know, I got all the shots. Um, not knowing what was in it, you know, I got my anthrax shot, my smallpox, and you know, but you know, as as we age, we get wisdom, and and with wisdom, you know, you start applying that and and realizing that yeah, that's just not for me, you know. And Amen. my, I, I guess my personal take is if if they can force you to inject um, a medicine into your body, it's the ultimate submission, right? Yeah, it's right. nothing they can't do. If they can force you to take a medicine against your will, there's really nothing they can't do. And that's what that's what I that's what I'm protesting. That's what I'm fighting. Yeah. Well, God bless you in your stand. God bless you in what you're doing. I have uh, www.investforlife.us. Investforlife.us. If you'd like to contact Darren Chappelle, that's the internet access that you could go to www.investforlife.us. Tell them that you heard it on this radio broadcast, and uh, maybe Darren could guide you through and navigate you into some uh, wonderful transfer of wealth for you and your family to get yourselves more prepared if uh, you're looking to do that. So with that said, Darren Chappelle, I've got to open the lines up to Brother Don Huddle here in just a moment. I want to thank you for joining me on the air, and I look forward that we could do it again real soon. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Very good. All right, Darren Chappelle, North Carolina, with us on the air. Standing by right now is Don Huddle. He's going to talk to us about some information that's coming down the pike that you need to be aware of. So without further ado, let me bring Don into the broadcast. Good morning, Brother Don. How are you this morning, sir? Real good. And yourself, Pastor Vince? I'm doing very good. Thank you for your patience uh, in, in uh, just standing by, listening to Darren share the thoughts of his heart. Um, I think he does a very good job, a very good job. And um, I appreciate him. I think um, Darren has my full admiration. If one quarter the American men would be like him and be men, they could have never pulled this off. They never could have pulled it off. So he has my full admiration. I'll be praying for him, too, for sure. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure that would be a re- very good blessing because your military is well done. You served uh, the United States uh, military as well. And 
um, to take that stand and to hear that from you, that if uh, just a quarter of the guys would stand like him, uh, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. Maybe there would have been greater resistance, but so much capitulation, how does that happen? Yeah, well, that's a real man there, a real man. Awesome. All right, my friends, so let's shift. Uh, we need to talk about um, some information that you're getting right now, and it's Friday, and uh, we're going into the weekend, and what is it that you want to uh, impart to our listening audience today? Well, NATO, uh, for the last probably three or four weeks that I know of, we're going to organize a huge 10,000-man training force, uh, military combat force. They say it's to conduct war games in the area of, the, of Ukraine. Um, our guys are there, too. And this is all centered around Poland. And uh, I know Russia is watching this very closely. They're not happy about it because, if you recall, Russia did the very same thing uh, when they organized uh, a, a force uh, to enter Ukraine. They said it was, even told their troops that it was a training mission. Uh, and then it turned into something else. Um, I, they probably knew it was going to, but when they pushed on Zelensky and on Ukraine about what their security protocols, what they wanted as far as not stationing missiles, uh, close to the Russian borders and uh, insisting that NATO, that uh, Ukraine not join NATO uh, so that they couldn't be used uh, to intimidate Russia. Well, when that was all shot down um, at the behest of uh, the UK and the United States and forces controlling Zelensky, then uh, they gave him an ultimatum and, of course, the ultimatum was ignored, so uh, Russian forces entered Ukraine into the Donbass re regions to free the, the uh, people there that wanted to be free. And then you know what happened there. It just escalated because they, they came under uh, immense attack by the uh, Ukrainian army. Uh, so <clears throat> that's historical already. That's already been established now. What's going on now? is uh, I feel compelled to bring this information to you. I just got it. I've been watching uh, these, this NATO force that's been arrayed and is training uh, just out outside Ukraine. Uh, Russia told NATO that if you interfere with what we're doing in Ukraine, we will attack you with nuclear weapons. In other words, as stated, we can't fight 30 nations at one time. So as soon as you become involved militarily, uh, then we're going to have to attack with nuclear weapons because Russia will be threatened. The safety and well-being of Russia itself will be directly threatened. Now, Putin firmly established that. That's written in stone as far as he's concerned. And would you not agree that uh, Putin has not done anything he said that he would not do? Okay. So, so with that going on, <clears throat> I just received information last night. It's tentative. 
Uh, and like I say, it's tentative, but it, it is supported by a document that Ukrainian border guards have been ordered to allow a 10,000-man force entering from Poland to enter Ukraine on the dates of May 22nd, May 23rd, and May 24th. If that happens, then the Pentagon is going to have their nuclear war because Newton will attack probably that force uh, with nuclear weapons. But then again, he could just do an all-out attack uh, with everyone that's threatening, uh, threatening Russia, especially the United States. See, we don't know how this is going to play out as far as the use of nuclear weapons, but they will be used if that force enters Ukraine. Uh, they might hit them all at once. They might hit them as they're entering Ukraine. They might hit them after they stage inside Ukraine. <clears throat> so that's the information that I have. Uh, it looks real good. You know, and I'm not there. I'm not in their loop. But I do uh, have uh, certain information and people that I talk to. And that force training in the area, that is firmly established, that 10,000-man force of NATO troops. So you know, uh, the gun is cocked, fingers yeah. on the trigger. If that army enters Ukraine, there will be nuclear war. You can just about count on it. And it will be a Russian preemptive nuclear strike. What a great opportunity for someone, you know, I am under the very firm uh, belief, and I have been forever, um, that there are sleeper cells in the United States, there are terror cells in the United States, and I know there was a lot of sweeping things clean in the last several years, but I do believe that there are uh, fragments within our society that, w- that have the ability to detonate a nuclear weapon, a dirty bomb, a suitcase nuclear weapon in one of our major cities, and then put the blame with all the deception that's going on and all the lying that's going on in our country today, um, it wouldn't be surprising that this could very well be this massive birth pang that the Spirit of God is saying is going, it's coming. So get ready for this wailing, lamentation, and mourning. It's about to hit the earth, and particularly within our nation as well. So uh, this is a volatile moment all over the world. It's not something that you could just kind of slough off and say that's not going to happen, is it? No, we must prepare for this. We absolutely must. If we care about our families, we must prepare for this. My first advice to give you is like our brother Chappelle just stated, you need to have at least a six-month food supply because there's not going to be any supermarkets open. Uh, there'll be chaos. Uh, you want to get in a position where you're going to need medical attention. Uh, you don't want to become a casualty in this because there's not going to be any medical attention. There won't be anything. Uh, my first advice to you, which is critical, is <clears throat> if you see a large flash at any time, very bright, five times brighter than the sun, you have a tendency to want to look at it. Don't look at it. Look away. That flash is going to last in three to seven seconds. Don't look at that because it will blind you, probably for life. It will burn your corneas out. So remember that. If you see a flash, you have a tendency to want to look at it. Don't look at it. Look away. 
The next thing you'll hear, uh, if you have a radio or television on, you'll hear a, a, a crackling. That'll last about three to five seconds. That's the EMP taking out everything, electronic. So there's not much you can do about that. That won't hurt you. Uh, the next thing will come blast. If you're close, probably within 27 miles, it depends on the yield of the weapon that they're using. Then that blast and radiation will knock everything down, and the radiation will cook you if you're close to ground zero. A suitcase, a suitcase nuke, if they decide to use that, and you're right, there's suitcase uh, nuke striker teams that have been in the United States that have been maintained these weapons in there for many, many years. They call them backpack nuclear weapons. We have them. They have them. North Korea, when they have their parades, they have a whole unit of guys that march down the street with these backpack weapons on. They're like 120 pounds. If they set this off, it will create a hole 2,000 feet in a circumference. I'm sorry. In the, from the point of it's detonated for 2,000 yards out, 2,000 feet out, in every direction, there will be a nuclear hole. Uh, of course, you won't survive that. And if you're within 5, 10 miles of that, you'll suffer the effects of that as you would any nuclear weapon. What's bad about <clears throat> something that's set off on the ground other than close proximity, is it will create fallout. That fallout, all that concrete, glass, dirt, into the air from that hole, it can go up 35,000 feet. That's your mushroom cloud. And then it will drift. The normal drift range, if you're downwind, will be 250 miles from the suitcase move. You must get underground if you're in that fallout range. You need to be underground for three days until the nuclear half-life of the gamma radiation is gone, is dissipated. If you come up and you're in that fallout, you're going to become sick from radiation poisoning. That's a very slow process where you, you bleed out internally and you die. You could, you could last for a couple of weeks, but you're going to die. <clears throat> so keep this in mind if it's on the ground. Now, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those were 5,000-foot airbursts. They were detonated above ground, mercifully enough, so the people outside those cities won't have to deal with fallout. So the destruction was confined underneath the bomb to take out those cities, uh, which, of course, tremendous uh, blast and radiation and heat taking out everything underneath it. Uh, Russian, Russia and Chinese missiles, if they do an airburst, it will be also 5,000 feet. Uh, if they do an EMP, instead of actually trying to destroy cities, 
that EMP, uh, two of them coming down each side of the country will take out the grid, will take out everything underneath it. We'll be back to 1800 as far as electronic circuitry. Cars won't run, uh, gas won't flow, natural gas, pipelines, everything. Unless they're hardened, which is my understanding, the only one that made a move to harden our grid was Trump. I don't know what the extent of it was. Um, but uh, I, don't know, I don't know how much they would even do to you, too. <clears throat> so we must prepare for nuclear attack. I can't say it enough. We're right there. We're on the very edge of it. And if nuclear war starts in Europe, on those three days I gave you, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, as Putin himself stated will occur if NATO intervenes in any way in Ukraine, you know, he's talking about militarily, uh, we've already intervened. Uh, we sent all these billions of dollars worth of weapons to take out Russian soldiers and Russian tanks. We've lost, I understand, they've lost 20,000 men and about 900 Russian tanks with the javelin missiles and stingers that we've sent them. So uh, <clears throat> they're pretty angry at us right now. They're especially angry at Poland. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all if Poland just takes a hit right off, maybe in Warsaw. Um, I think the United States has got Poland all pushed out front to be the, be the vanguard, to be the tip of the spear to, to cause this, to launch it. But the United States is the one, is the villain behind this, who wants the nuclear war. They, the Pentagon for years has wanted nuclear war with Russia. And now it looks like they have it because it looks like Poland and all these NATO, little NATO countries around them have got pushed into this war. The only one I see that's starting to give concern is France. Uh, it's my understanding that... French uh, president is named Macron. He found out that uh, last week that all the Russian um, people and all the Russian uh, political types, embassies, everything, they've been tuned to, they've been uh, told to tune to a Russian frequency for instructions if they're to evacuate because of a nuclear war. When he found out that they had those protocols in place, he got really afraid because he knows, he realized that Putin isn't bluffing. Why they ever thought he was? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe someone told them, uh, and you know who that was, that Putin is bluffing. He won't actually do it. This guy will do it because he believes Russia is being directly threatened. And in effect, it is. And that's what started this whole thing. And if you want to see who the bad guys are, go to Washington, D.C. You'll see every one of them, especially in that hexagon-shaped building. So that's where we're at right now. I, personally, I'm very angry. What I'm angry about is the American people don't have any protection. They don't have any civil defense. Their uh, controlled medias aren't telling the truth about anything. And 
they're just going to, I don't know, maybe they want to all die in place. Maybe, maybe it's all about a population control. Maybe it's all about taking out the American people. With the killers that are in place right now in Washington, D.C., it very well could be that. And there's enough evidence to show that it is. So, like I said, I, I want to emphasize to the, anyone listening to this, I mean, you don't know who I am. I don't really know who you are, but I know you're the body of Christ. Prepare for nuclear attack. It's coming. It's right, it's right at the door. It's a heartbeat away. And watch what happens with Poland and UK with all these uh, Polish, Polish and Lithuanian and NATO troops that they're going to funnel in there on those 22nd, 23rd, and 24th days. I hope it doesn't happen, but the force is definitely in place, and Poland has already stated officially they're going to send those, that force in there. And now we have this document that, that is circulating to the uh, Ukrainian uh, border guards. So I just want to issue that warning. I hope it doesn't happen. I really do. But like I said, when you have a you have a treasonous political junta in place in Washington, D.C., you already know they killed 80 million babies. They're all about killing and taking out the innocent. And is there anything they won't do? Anything. And as far as sacrifice, sacrificing those troops, they sacrificed 4,000 people in New York when Bush and all of his pals dropped those towers. So you've got to keep that in mind. After that, they invaded eight countries and took their oil and their gold and their resources, none of which had anything to do with attacking those towers. So just consider that. Is there anything these people won't do? That's a good question. So a couple of thoughts uh, to what you're saying here. And uh, thinking, wasn't it in August of 1945 uh, when the bombs were dropped on Nagasaki and um, I'm missing my, my, the other city, um, what's the other city, Don? Where did they drop the nuclear bombs in August 1945? Hiroshima. 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 Yeah, in Nagasaki. Thank you. And so um, August coming up, we're, biblically we're hearing that this is a, a year of vengeance, a uh, time of vengeance of the Lord. Um, you know, when it comes to people not believing something like this, this report sounds way too much. I would remind people that right before 2020, uh, the debacle with the uh, COVID-19 issue that hit this country or, or whatever, um, that people would have never dreamed that they would have been in a global lockdown, kind of like in Shanghai, China, with the red sky that's happened over there last week and the people that have been shut down for over a month. Um, and this is two years later. But the world would never have dreamed what happened in 2020, yet the prophetic word of the Lord was declaring an evil is coming and only evil, and you will not be able to put it off. And, um, you know, that Isaiah 47, 11 prophecy was in the atmosphere prior to the event. So God is foretelling a massive global birth pang is going to be louder than anything we've ever heard. This woman is going to travail in a manner that has not been known. And you think about 9-11, you think about 2020, you think about 2016. Uh, you can go on down the list, and there's a birth pain coming, uh, and it's just bringing everything closer to the birthing of this new world order, this one world government, this satanic antichrist system that will 
become a reality in the world in which we live. It's accelerating, and uh, people are just kind of sitting back, not really believing much. Uh, they forget, and uh, the, short, the, 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 the attention span is very, very short. And, and one final thing, Noah's Ark. What if God had told Noah, Noah, I want you to build this ark. Noah said, okay, I respect you. I honor you. I fear the Lord. And I have faith to believe what you're saying is true. So I'm going to prepare this ark. And then all of a sudden, after his uh, 100 years of preparing the ark, God said, okay, thank you for your obedience. Don't worry about it. Nothing bad is going to happen. Uh, This will become an attraction in the days ahead. That didn't happen. But even if it did, God would have every, every right to test the obedience of his servant. He told Abraham, take your son Isaac. Put him on the altar, take out your knife and kill him, sacrifice him to me, tested the heart of Abraham. Right now, God is saying, and you're hearing it today, prepare, prepare your ark, prepare your family, prepare your church, prepare for what is inevitably coming. And when you hear that prophetic word that has already been confirmed earlier, and these, these words are the truth, and they're not the fluff and stuff, they're not the cotton candy, uh, they are not make-believe. There are three cities in America right now that should be on the most high alert, and that is Hollywood, California, New York City, and Washington, D.C. I believe that they are prime targets, and I believe that uh, a massive woe is going to hit this earth in a massive Birth pain. So, Don, if this is it, if this is the, the, if this is going to be a nuclear strike, and then all of a sudden retaliation hits around the world, I mean, this thing could be over in, gosh, who knows? He said, in one hour, your 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 nation will be destroyed. In one hour, the great empires of the world will be destroyed. In one hour, um, that is that is a biblical reality. Um, the timing will be so swift, and the technology today to do that. Uh, is there and the things we're talking about suitcase nuclear weapons and backpack weapons Don, I would imagine by now because that's common knowledge to us that there are many more sophisticated weapons that are out there that uh, probably the planet doesn't know about uh, who knows if there aren't laser beams from the sky that are going to come down and do things and and you know God doesn't need any of man's weaponry to release asteroids meteorites comets Uh, God could put his finger on the earth and shake the earth with massive 9, 10.0 earthquakes. God could create tsunamis. God God can do anything. He doesn't need anybody's help to do it. And we are in a season of the vengeance of the Lord. He's saying 50 years, you raised your fist at me. You mocked me. You scoffed me. You blasphemed my son. You shed innocent blood. You murdered the most innocent blood. Uh, Why wouldn't God have a day of vengeance after years of reaching out in mercy and grace and patience and waiting, please turn. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the just we've come to this moment and people need to wake up because it is a reality. Final word before we go, Brother Don, I've got to get running here. I, I, I was thinking about Noah's Ark the other day. Uh, how many animals were in that ark while it was being built? Yeah. As far as you as far as you know, none, right? Zero, yeah. How are the how are the animals brought to the ark? I believe, I believe by the that, spirit of God. That, yeah, God brought all every animal to the ark. He picked out what he wanted, and I'm sure left behind what he didn't want. And he brought them all to the ark by the spirit of the Lord probably in a very short time, and then he shut the door. 
Hey, That's right. Everything you wanted in that ark to survive. I think we should always remember that. The Spirit of the Lord is moving, and uh, he's working with us, and he's working ahead of us, and he's working behind us. So that's our security. I think we need to remember that. But you also need to prepare, you know. God might want you to comb your hair, but he's not going to comb it for you. You know what I mean? So you have to do your part. And most of the body of Christ that I know of, they're being told to prepare. So you need to use common sense measures, prepare, and get ready because it's coming. And this could very well be why the United States is not mentioned in biblical prophecy. I've always heard that. Yeah. This could be it. I don't believe the United States survived this. Very, very interesting. The shortest nation, I mean the youngest nation, uh, Revelation 17, that when the seventh comes, it'll be there for a short space. And then the new world, one world government, the eighth, who's made up of the seven, will come. And I think that's the truth. Brother Don, I've got to get running. I want to thank you for sharing the information. People will do with it what they will. Uh, there's always a comfort in knowing that we're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, that we have been led by the Spirit, we have been preparing. And if that's you, Praise the Lord and continue to do so. And remember, you've been born again. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You have a kingdom and a king that you operate in, in your spirit, your heart, your mind. And uh, just allow the spirit of God to continue to bring you through. He will. He loves you. And if you're not born again and you're listening to this broadcast today and you have not yet accepted the Lordship of Jesus, if you have not yet bowed your knee and confessed your sin and your need for salvation, this is the time to do it while the door remains open because, as was just said, God will shut the door on the day of salvation. It's been open for two millennial days, 2,000 years. It's a new season, and we're about to go through a birthing canal, and there's a labor that is ready to take place. There's a woman in travail. There's a labor pain on the way, and uh, we're going to leave it there for now, Brother Don. God bless you, my friend. Shalom to you, and I will be watching, and I hope others will too. Goodbye, Pastor. God God bless you. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for us. It's been a long, long week. We appreciate everybody tuning into the broadcast. We'll be back Tuesday, Lord willing, and um, we'll see how things go. We are going to, uh, we've been asked to go out to New Mexico at the end of this month, and we're going to be ministering out in New Mexico. We're looking forward to that. Um, We were speaking two out of the three nights that are there. And um, so just a little heads up on that. I want to thank everybody for your support of this ministry. If you have not yet supported New Wine Ministry or the Omega Radio work that's being done, we appreciate you doing that. You could always uh, send a blessing or a gift to the ministry by going to the website, nwmglobal.org. That's NWM, stands for New Wine Ministry, nwmglobal.org. Or you can go to one of our other websites, omegaradio.org. You'll be able to support it there. Um, It's been quite of a slow month again. Just a few people uh, supporting the ministry with their finances. But thank you for your prayerful support. But your financial support is helpful as well, no doubt. If you'd like to mail in a blessing, you could do that. P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. Uh, We're just putting it out there. You be a blessing. Work with us. We partnership in the ministry. We'll keep sowing spiritual things. You can continue to bless the ministry and undergird it with your prayers and your financial help. We appreciate that. We wish you a very big weekend. I'm not going to, I'm going to remind, I've got this, I've got this coming 
This weekend at New Wine Ministries, one of the greatest messages I will have ever preached in my life, right there. Jam-packed with anointing, diamonds and rubies and gold, spiritual value, unprecedented. You're in the right place at the right time, getting the chaff burned up out of your life, getting things worked out. You're getting ready to get downloaded. Come on, New Wine. Let's get it done. Shalom, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a blessed, blessed day and a great weekend.